Hello, and welcome to episode number one of Set in Horror. I'm your host, Chris Pagnosi. Thank you for joining. Uh, this is a brand new podcast, and I'm very excited to share all these amazing stories I've been doing with some, uh, some people I know and uh, have met throughout the years. I uh, can't wait to share them all with you. So if you're into horror, you're, like, you're a horror fan, you love talking about it, listening to stories about it, behind the scenes of, of uh, horror movies and TV shows, this is right up your alley. I have uh, actors, writers, directors, stunt performers, special effects and visual effects professionals, and uh, many other talented individuals who have been in some of your favorite movies and TV shows shows like you're gonna hear a lot of stories from some very um big blockbuster hollywood films uh, people who have worked in front and behind the camera uh today my first guest is the very amazing tara oaks you know her from uh, a lot you've seen her uh in a ton of movies and tv shows uh, we talk about her role in uh, too many cooks recently the ifc horror comedy show stand against evil um, and we talk about uh, horror video games and gaming, uh, cosplaying, uh, and a ton of stuff. Uh, so please take a listen, subscribe, and tell your friends. And um, like us everywhere on social media. It's uh, my pleasure to play episode number one. They used to have, in my hometown, um, they had these, what they called fox hunts. And uh, it was, but it wasn't an actual fox. It was a bunch of um, like shortwave radio operators oh, okay. that were able to triangulate a radio signal. So they would hide a radio signal, a roving radio signal, like it would be being broadcast from a vehicle. Wow! And they would drive around the city, and then they would they would release the hounds, which were everybody else that had shortwave radios or however they triangulate. Yeah. And then they would all start honing in on that one radio broadcaster now would someone actually would someone get to say release the hounds i guess they would like at a certain time they would start broadcasting and they you know wherever you were in the city you just started trying to figure out using your triangulation systems to try and locate the radio broadcast that is fascinating isn't that so cool doesn't that feel like fun yeah no i just learned something that's that's really great thank you yeah you're welcome so what is your podcast about? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, anything and, and everything. Uh, actually, my, my podcast is about um, mostly horror and like tales from horror movie or, or horror TV uh, sets. Just tales, yeah? tales from okay. the set. Yeah. Um, now, you uh, brought this up the other day when we were first talking about this. Uh, something, a project that you worked on. And I think, I mean, there, I guess I hadn't considered a lot of web videos, but you, you worked on this, I don't even know how to describe it. I, it's, it's, it was a, um, too many cooks. Are you talking about too many cooks? Okay. Yeah. I'm talking about too many so cooks. So it was a, it was a short, it was an adult swim short. Yes. Because they have a special time slot, which is a 4 a.m. time slot where they have this weird 11 to 12 minute hole in their programming. And they have this kind of sort of earmarked budget for it, but it doesn't have any specific show ready. So they basically kind of put it out to their creatives and say, Hey, if you want to fill this time slot, there's a small budget for it. It's a very small budget, but I guess, I mean, I don't, 
they didn't tell me they didn't write a number on a paper and gotcha. slide it to me or anything. But right. uh, from what I hear, it's not a particularly big budget. But you know, if you're willing to crank out some some content, they'll you know they'll consider putting it up. So um, Casperelli took advantage of that with a sort of a passion project idea, which was too many cooks. And over the process of two years, he was able to eke out the time and resources to make this yeah. massive. You're, short film happened. You're telling <laughs> me this, and, yeah. this took over so that's what it is, two years to complete this project? I think so. I think that's about right. Yeah. I'm trying to, I was trying to crunch, do the math and yeah. figure out like, okay, did, when did we shoot? But yeah. then he was also, you know, there's what the sort of nascent stages would have been previous to that. So yeah, I mean, it's probably about a year and a half, two years, I guess. So you got called to set multiple days. They didn't just shoot all your stuff in one day is what you're telling me? No, I had uh, two or three days. It's been a couple of years now, so I'm trying to put, remember. Is it, was it a three-day shoot? I think it was. I was on set for two days, so I think it was a total of about three days, and they may have had some pickup shots. Um, so yeah, um, so I they I had worked with the adult film guys before, so they reached out to me because they thought I was a funny actress, and at the mm-hmm. time, my character had lines. Like there was actual talking in the original script, so. That's one of my biggest questions right now is, okay, so you were pitched the idea and you got to read the script? Yeah, I well, wow. I got to read a version of the script, which, right. <laughs> you know, uh, when when Casper called, you're like, I just say yes. I don't, yeah. I say, wait, I say, wait, is there nudity? No. Okay. Is it, am I, do, am I, am I a Nazi? No. Okay. I'll do it. Yeah. You know, so. Um, when I read the script, I didn't have any idea what it what was going on. Yeah, I was. That was, was my like, other this question. Is crazy. I don't know what this is. That was. But I'll do it. <laughs> my other question was, what was your first question when you got this script and you finished reading the script? I, when do we shoot? When do we shoot? Yeah. <laughs> and what's going on? I. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where you, you don't even really. Just it's so bizarre that you're just like, I, I have to trust you. I don't think you could explain this to me anyway. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing it's yeah um, <laughs> but that happens a lot with those guys they have crazy ideas and I love that. yeah you know it's such it's such on the edge content anyway i mean if you were to be like hey i have this idea for a show about um rednecks but they're squids you know you're right, like um right. wait what <laughs> yeah yeah they're redneck squids Okay, I don't know. Just just make it. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, but that's that's really great <laughs> as an actor. I mean, working with creatives that you trust, and I mean, they didn't really oh, yeah. have to pitch you on the idea. It, you just no. trust them. Uh, can I ask you yeah. how they came to to actually using your real name for too many cooks in the credits? I don't. I mean, I don't think anybody asked. They okay. were just. I was just like, oh, I'm gonna use your name. Okay. I, I don't. I don't even remember knowing. That that I mean we you, you don't understand like you the script made no sense like it just didn't it's not that it was a bad script it's just how do you explain that show on paper you don't yeah so I don't think I even realized they were going to use my name the way like <laughs> okay so that section where you're I'm standing there screaming as, as my own name as my own Chiron yeah 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 and my, like the letters of my name are me it, you. They're like, okay, just stand in front of a green screen and scream. I was like, what am I screaming about? They're like, you're trapped. <laughs> and I was like, okay, what am I trapped? And they're like, your your name is you're trapped in your name. Don't, don't worry, just scream like you're trapped. <laughs> okay. That's 
and yeah, yeah. Again, you just trusted them. You're like, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be great. Yeah. And it has like I mean, over you kind of you know it all leans on those tropes. So when you know when you're an actor and you're told like scream, you just you you don't really need motivation. You just kind of imitate right. all the screams you've ever seen on TV, and that works for too many cooks. <laughs> that's that's true. Because that's the point. That's true. Yeah. Uh, was there a lot of uh, other improvisation in that shoot for you? Um, I mean, it was all, yeah, it wasn't, I guess in a way it was improvisation, but we all, once we got on set, we kind of got it. Cause you see the sets and you see the costumes and you know, it's like, Oh, it's like the intro to every TV show we all grew up with. So we all kind of had that in our gut. Cause we literally watched the opening to yeah. Roseanne or, you know, family ties or growing pains or Alf yeah. a billion times. So you just, sort of know what that looks like and everybody plays it up you know and then yeah we got to pitch I, I guess in a way we definitely were pitching jokes on set like hey wouldn't it be funny if I did this or I'm gonna be you know I'm gonna do this this trope and yeah 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 so yeah, yeah there was a little bit of looseness on set I would say uh, were um, was the entire cast from the area uh, all based out of Atlanta mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah it was all local so you yep. probably knew a lot of the other performers in that short Oh, yeah. That's yeah, they pull great. a lot from the improv comedy community. Um, and then a lot of folks were also just extras. You know, they yeah. called the extras casting agency because they just wanted a diverse group of folks. Yeah. I, I but, mean, yeah, it was my, my buddies who made the Snarf puppet and my friends who were the costumers. And, you know, I knew uh, a lot of the guys that were behind the camera, too. That, so. Yeah, that puppet, uh, it seems like you, you know that puppet from something and it, it's just... So 80s. Yeah. Yes, it's and, perfect. And terrifying. He's perfect. Yeah, that's Chris Brown. He made that puppet. It's, he's brilliant. And it's so creepy. Yeah. Those big fat paws. <laughs> so before, um, before this project, or just maybe even in your, in your personal life, do you like horror projects like movies, TV shows? I, I don't really yeah. get into horror. It stresses me out. I get really stressed yeah. about like I, get scared. I don't like being scared. Um, a good horror movie to me is the one that tells a really great story, and then I'll put up with getting scared in order to receive the really great story. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I don't like being scared, and uh, and I don't like characters that 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 you're like, why are you doing that? So stupid. I get so <laughs> angry. I get really frustrated with characters that do stupid shit and then get hurt. I'm like, well, you deserved right. it. You deserved it. Yeah. They're playing off the tropes <laughs> as well. I mean, they think they horror movies. But as I go along, like it, because it's become such a deep genre, you know, there's just such a wealth of those, those types of movies. You kind of, you kind of start to enjoy, I, I guess a little bit more of the, you know, just kind of the joy of the genre versus like, uh, you know, like satires and things like that on horror, horror comedy, like that I dig. Right. Just cause it's kind of, you know, it's ridiculous and grotesque and fun. And speaking of horror comedy, that is definitely uh stand against evil. I mean that, yeah, that is, that feels so, uh, I mean that it, to me, it defines horror comedy that. Yeah. They nailed it. It's so fun. Yeah. You know, it kind of, I mean, it's like, I guess maybe in that zone of like, you know, um, what's the Sean, Sean of the Dead, you know, oh, those sure. kind of. Yeah, Simon Pegg. And- so it's kind of in that, that vein. Like, I dig that stuff. And I think that 
Fantasy Festival really gets to go so much further because it gets to explore all different kinds of versions of horror comedy. You know, like they play with all the different creatures and it's so funny. And then, of course, the cast is freaking hilarious. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. John McGinley, yeah. brilliant. He's brilliant. He's brilliant. He's so good. He's brilliant. And, and yeah. you, you got to work with job. the creator, Dana Gould. You got to. Yes, I did. And we got along great. He's um, a really generous soul. Like he just, you know, he's got a big heart. So Yeah. Um, and he gives a lot of, you know, he gives a lot of support to his cast. I think he, you know, he gave us a lot of room to improvise and encouraged me to kind of make up bits and. That can be scary when you, he's the writer, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you're improvising around like, his uh, ideas. Is it okay if I mess with your words, man? And <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah, do it. <laughs> so before it was all over, I was like, I got this idea. I got something to try. I'm going to try it. Yeah, yeah. Steven came up to me at some point and he's like, you just found the button. I don't know if he ended up using it after all, but on set he was like, oh, that's it. That was the button we needed. Thanks. Yeah. So, uh, cool. You know? That's the, the gift of an improviser for you. Oh man, that's like an improviser's wet dream. <laughs> when you get to like play stuff and then that's what gets in the show. Oh yeah. And especially off of somebody like John McGinley, which I don't I don't know if he has an improv background at all, but um such an amazing actor, I'm sure it's probably easy to improvise with him. Yeah, I don't know what like the set of scrubs was like if they were if they had that sort of same looseness or not. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but he definitely was, he was hilarious. He was definitely on board to, to play. Uh, now this project, you, is this, I mean, I'm sure they were looking for improvisers, but within the audition, was it just based off the script or did you get to uh, audition with improv? Man, that was uh, actually a really unique situation for me because that was a last minute casting and they just offered me the role. So it was, I was booked based off of my demo reel. Oh, okay. Uh, and there was a role on my demo reel that I think was really similar to Brenda, um, which was from a pilot that has not yet aired. And, you know, hopefully we're working on getting it, um, getting it down the pipe so that it can be on TV. But uh, it was a really funny pilot called Dark Alley, which was also sort of a horror comedy. Yeah. Um, and, and a great, it is a great Atlanta cast, and we shot this hilarious pilot, and so I put some of that footage in, and I think that's what's working at all. The same kind of snarky character. Oh, that's great. I, well, I hope your yeah. character comes back on uh, Stan. Well, he, you know, it, he, she could. Yes, yes. She definitely. could, because she, nothing, the, you know, the episode ends sort of with like a, <laughs> who knows what happens to Brenda. Right. Um, you know, so Dana was like, oh, we'll bring you back, I'm, you know, that. Who knows? I hope they do. <laughs> I, I, I hope they do too. Oh, it was such a fun. Um, uh, basically, your character and and John's character being opposites. I think that's what's so much fun about that dynamic. Um, yeah, well, and it's definitely a kind of a met your match type of scenario. So right. we, you know, going going toe to toe with a with a personality that strong, you know, and his character is yeah. like, oh, if you can hold your own. Maybe there's there's more more to play with here. So yeah, I hope I hope so too. But it's a super funny show, I and mean, who knows, they could pretty much take it anywhere. Yeah, you know. Um, you know, I wanted to tell you because uh, I think God, the last time we talked, uh, probably a couple of years ago, I was talking about buying a, a PlayStation, and uh, I ended up getting a PlayStation, and now I'm very into 
uh, horror games. So you, as a gamer, if I don't know if you're still an active gamer, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do yep. you, do you enjoy that genre within uh, gaming, the horror genre, like Last of Us? Um, I really that, did like um, Last of Us, although I don't. You know, it's weird. The horror genre is like, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to qualify because, like, I would think like, oh, I really loved the Bioshock series, and yeah. at least the first one for me was a total jump out of your skin, um, haunting, uh, you know, franchise. Yeah. It got a little bit lighter and campier as it went on, but I mean, to me, that would qualify. But then I think of like something like I don't know, Silent Hill or something, and that's not really. My genre, I don't really go for like, but Last of Us had such a great story, so yeah. it wasn't necessarily all zombies all the time. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, right now I'm playing The Long Dark, oh. um, which is an indie title that you can get on Steam, and it's like a solo post-apocalyptic surviving in the wild, like wolves come jumping out and tear you up. So, I like that. You know, I mean, there's some gore involved, but it's mostly like resource um management <laughs> like oh i'm out of matches i'm dead <laughs> so dramatic and yeah and then like civilization six which is not a okay i'm gonna look look into that i'm waiting for the friday the 13th disc to come out friday the Thir- oh yeah friday the 13th God, that's, game. that franchise has been around for forever yeah yeah what are they doing with it now well they've i think even tom savini is behind it but the um it's a PlayStation game. Um, you get to play as Jason. <laughs> That's cool. I know. Oh, they, but they've been doing that for a little while, right? Well, yeah, Isn't I believe that been they the re- angle for a little while. Yeah, they released it as a, um, I think, more of as a, a demo, and the discs coming out in October, probably on Friday the Thirteenth. Oh. Uh, I think that would be super fun to I know. be the slasher. I know that to me is so much better. Because there's something a little bit satisfying about being super murderous. Like, you know, like um, Fable. <laughs> Did you ever play Fable? No. Where you can go I... good or evil. Uh, and, you, and Fallout's like that, too, where you can just get super evil and just be like a this leader of the Raiders sort of level of just like chaos and mayhem and just murder everybody. Well, that, that's so, fun, though, because like you were talking about earlier, I mean, those characters in those movies are so dumb. I think as Jason or as the evil character, you feel okay murdering these people yes yes that's so true it's well, so just satisfying dumb. yeah you really shouldn't have been here no why are you this. why did you lose your virginity that was a bad choice for you slash you know <laughs> exactly exactly uh i mean at least to that guy i mean at this point it's all downhill anyway so i'm yeah. gonna kill you <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna kill you <laughs> Yeah, I guess I do like horror a little bit more than I thought. See, there you go. You just need to talk about it more. Well, here's the thing, and this is you're gonna you were asking me like, what do you do? You like you know horror? Do you like doing playing you know playing those sort of characters? But I, there's one thing I don't like at all. In fact, I sort of OCD level anxiety attack can't really handle it, which is heavy makeup and prosthetics. Oh God, yeah, and like fake blood and all that stuff. I mean, it's it, it's a form of torture. It's a unique <laughs> form of torture. And I'm just going to give you a couple hits on this. Like examples are, I did, I was in a car crash in Army Wives, and 
So I had to be in this car that was crashed up against a tree in the middle of the woods. So it's like, there's bugs and shit. And I'm covered in sugar Ugh. syrup. Yeah. With like little rubber pieces of glass sticking out of my face. And of course, they're like, you can't touch anything because it's continuity. You know, you're dead, so don't move. And you're sitting there and there's just like things, bugs are like, what's that deliciousness? It's a hunk of human covered in sugar. It's like a <laughs> buffet. And you yeah. can't move while they're shooting for hours. And you know you're in the background, so they really can't see you itch and twitch, right, but right. you're dying. Yeah, it's no, I, not fun. That is a good call. And, and I'm sure it was, yeah, like you said, hot out. But something you told me earlier was that you've played multiple I don't want, I'm just going to call you a cadaver. You've played multiple cadavers yeah. on shows yeah. and, and movies, right? Multiple cadavers, the Tara Oaks story. <laughs> Tara Oaks. <laughs> yeah, um, I did. That's kind of, you know, early on in my career. You know, when you're, when you're starting out, uh, you get the small roles and the small roles always. It's Richard, you know, syndrome. It's like, you're, you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we need you to cry and die. God, it's great. How much will you pay me for that? Cry and die, um, yeah. Cry and die, yeah. It's like great. That's that's a part. We we always we have plenty of cry and die. Um, so I just made that up by the way. That's that's a trademark. You got it. Um, can, PM, yeah. PM, PM. So I was I did play a number of courses, but you know a lot, a lot of times it, it's their background. You don't your name isn't in the credits. Um, and so when I was just sort of early in my LA career, uh, a friend of mine called me up. I'm not in LA, and you know. Uh, he is a, it was a casting person who cast me in Crossing Jordan, which is an old medical legal oh, yeah. crime yeah. drama. Um, great, great show. And I was in like the first season and I played a cry and die, you know, like a cadaver, but it was all, there was no lines. So it was sort of a, what they used to call featured extra. Now they don't say that anymore, but, okay. um, but I did body, you know, and I had a couple days on this episode of shooting as a cadaver in various places. Um, one of the places, it was on Universal's back lot, and they needed photos for my crime scene. So they covered me in sticky blood and drove me out with a PA and a photographer to the back lot Ugh. of Universal, and they stuffed me in the woods, and Ugh. they covered me in leaves, and they started taking pictures, you know, of me as a dead body. Gross. Um, and then they hand me a towel, and they stick me in the golf cart with the PA, and they start driving back to the studios and as they do, I'm going to get in trouble, so much trouble. They're finally going to know who did this. <laughs> um, as I do, as we're doing that, a tour tram comes around the corner because Universal Studios does backlot. Tours. Right. I've been on it. You know, and they show you, this is, this is the Jaws feature and this is where we shot, you know, Jim Carrey's watch a doodle. Um, <laughs> and so this tram of tourists comes around the corner and here's me covered in blood like gunshot wound yeah. oozing kind of a thing. Very realistic uh, looking. Yeah. Very realistic. And the, and the PA just kind of driving along. So <laughs> they God. all kind of turn and look at me sort of horrified. And I couldn't miss an opportunity. So I start screaming and crying. Uh, like, oh. I've been shot. Oh, my God. Please oh, no. get me to a hospital. What are you? Why are you driving so slow? Go. Oh, my God. Help me. You know. Yes. Well, I, yeah. You and had they to. all whip up their cameras and start taking pictures, and they're like, "Ooh, <laughs> this is exciting." You made their trip. So, uh, you made their trip. Yeah, I made their trip, and then the next day when I showed up on set, there was notices all over the all over the doors of the sound stages that said, 
new policy at Universal Studios. <laughs> no crew or cast are allowed to interact with the tour trams. Yeah, that had to have so, been you. That was definitely you. I think they might have alerted the authorities and then nobody knew like what happened to the bloody girl that, you know, like... Oh my God. The tourists are pretty upset. Like, is she okay? And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. And yeah. they're like, Universal's covering up a murder. They're and then covering it up. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, but I played Bill Bunny on the episode. My friend calls me up one day and he says, Tara, there's some, there's a website online that's called Dead Actresses. Oh my God. What? And it is a compendium of every actress that's ever played a dead body. And it'll have like, so it's like an index and you can click on the name of the actress. At, if it's in there, it'll have the pictures of them dead. So this is like IMDb just for dead characters. Dead actresses. Yeah. No, and specifically female oh, actors. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like it's just dead women. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and I'm in there. And we're totally freaked out because. I was uncredited in that episode. It wasn't on IMDb. This was a while ago, too. It wasn't on IMDb. There was no way to know that was me. Right. Unless you knew me personally. Right. You know, like, there's no way to know that was me. And this is just this random website. We can't figure out whose website it is or what's going on. Like, how does this guy know me? <laughs> and, like, posted a picture of me dead with, like, Tara, actress Tara Oaks crossing the room. Like, that's that's... How, there's no way they could know that. That's really so there was a, a creepy. few hours of, yeah, really super creepy until we figured out it was like one of my old friends from okay. Atlanta's yeah, website. Had... Yeah, we were like, oh my God, okay, thank you. There's not a creepy stalker out there. A creepy stalker who appreciates dead characters, dead female yeah. characters. Yeah, I mean, everybody's got their thing, but this was a yeah. little beyond the pale for me. Literally, ha ha. <laughs> Cry and die. So, Cry and die. So, yeah. So if you had to guess, how many dead characters do you think you've you've played? Um, it doesn't have to it be. Probably a, hasn't been that many. Like maybe four or five. Yeah. I don't know. Four or five posts <laughs> on your your. Dead you know, and to me, it's like I keep track of like also you know like short films I did or student films or web series and all that stuff. So it's actually a talent to play a dead body. Because most people can't, when they when they like lay down consciously and close their eyes and try to just be still. Right. If you're not asleep, your eyes will flutter. Your I was just going to say, and yeah, people I, can't I, control it. Yes, or they're breathing too much, or. Well, and you can hold your breath. But people can't, you know. So that's well, you hold your breath, and then they'll let you know when the cameras are rolling. A lot of times, like I played a dead body on um, close to home. And so they would call action, uh, and they would let you know at what seat the camera was off you. So you could, you know, when the camera right. was on and the camera was off, they'd let you know That's exactly. Nice. So that you could hold your breath at the right time, but you weren't having to hold your breath for the whole shot. Because, you know, it's generally like they're following the murderer through the house, and at some point the camera's going to pass the body. So at that point you can't be moving. Right. You know, at Makes all. Sense, yeah. So they'll let you know, like, okay, here's where the camera hits you and here's where it comes off of you. So that's when you need to stop breathing and start, start again. But the eyelids, people can't do it at all. Right. There's a lot of people. So they'll test you so, to see if you can play dead. So what you're telling me is that there probably needs to be some sort of dead acting class in, uh, in theater school. 
You know, I think it's just a natural skill you're born with. Okay. I don't know. Can be taught. <laughs> Maybe Botox. You know, I, yeah. I'd like to think that there's a small union of dead actors skilled <laughs> <laughs> that, that sort of corners the market on playing dead. Maybe we'll have our own awards show. You're right. No. Most, most still. <laughs> most lifeless. <laughs> I mean, there are, I mean, this would be a great documentary, I think. Oh, yeah. I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah. Some, some kid that's like, my dream is to play dead. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they just like struggle with the reality that they can't hold their eyes still and they go to like doctors to try and figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It's a, it's a real aspirational story, I think. Now, I, I mean, I totally understand what you're saying because now, as you're saying this, I'm having a flashback. I was, um, um, this must have been while I was in high school. I, I had to take a lifeguard class for like that leading up to the summer. I was going to be a lifeguard, and uh, they kept using me as the person who has been the drowned victim in the pool. So you're mm. actually floating in the pool, but for whatever reason, maybe it's my will to live i couldn't play mm-hmm. dead floating in the water i just couldn't do it <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny so they're like oh you have been fired you're useless yeah. how are you going to be a lifeguard if you can't play dead like That's i funny. don't you see know, how that, that connects think about it as a, as a young person i think i probably was it was early on that you could recognize my sort of ascension into like the ranks of dead actresses because like I can remember being in the pool as a kid and just playing dead to scare the crap out of my family. Right. And I was like really good at it. <laughs> well, there you go. Like they, I had my mom jump in a pool once fully clothed screaming. Oh my God. That is a <laughs> terrible prank to pull as a child. But if you think about it, like what a, like thrilling response to get like kids love to get a reaction can you well, imagine do you think this oh, was at the so satisfying well do you think that you knew you wanted to be an actor at that point or before that or maybe you was pretty annoying from a very young age <laughs> <laughs> i loved attention yeah same here there's like a picture of me when i was in second grade when i had a little tea party it was like dress up as your mom tea party and all my little second grade girlfriends come over and everybody's dressed up as their mom and there's a picture of them all sort of quaintly standing in a row. And then I've climbed up on a chair behind them and it's just like arms flung out, <laughs> like wig half off, like photo bombing. It's not, it's not a good sign. Well, my mom looked at that and went, well, there's our retirement. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough for doing this. Um, <laughs> did I do a good job? You, you did an amazing job. <laughs> You did a better job than than I did. Wait, oh, you just—I hey, mean, I wasn't really paying attention. Well, you just took my job. I mean, and this is now your podcast. So, how do you feel about that? Oh no! Wait, maybe we should do a two percent. Like we could two man it for sure. I would love that. You have to. <laughs> I guess I could come there. It's probably nicer, nicer there than it is here in Chicago. You have no idea how busy Atlanta is. It's insane. I've, I mean, I've just heard about how many things that are shooting down there too. It's there's so much. You cannot turn a corner without seeing a movie set. It's just everywhere. And there's it's probably pretty crazy. A lot of things in that city that maybe are nicer than Los Angeles. Oh yeah, like yeah. owning a home. Yes. Like, yes, you know. Yeah, and everybody's moving here too. There's like tons of actors moving here, That's and great. which is a, which makes me think they're going to stay for a while. 
the work's going to save a while. You know, like Guardians is shooting here and yeah. Walking Dead is still shooting here. Yeah. Well, maybe Walking mm-hmm. Dead needs to know about your ability to be <laughs> in love with fake blood. They have a university for zombies. Is that they have right? Zombie University or zombie, zombie College. U. I don't know. It's Zombie U. Yeah, you and the zombies on Walking Dead actually attend a school to learn how to be the zombies on Walking Dead. It's very wow. specific, you know. They're like yeah. the way they lurch. Yeah. They're very good. Yeah, there needs to um, be a consistency in zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like how do you make that many people lurch properly and look just hungry enough? Yeah, you know. Um, or all lay in a row on the interstate for half, you know, for half a day. Yeah. So yeah, they actually, I think there's like this zombie school. That's what I've heard anyway. So that people learn how to play zombies. Oh man. And some of like the main zombie guys are, they do the cons. Like they go to the dragon cons and the comic cons because they're so popular. That's really cool. I would love to come down to one of the cons down there. Oh my God. Dragon cons out of control. I was there this past month and it was yeah. a huge party it was insane. okay i'm gonna be there next year Yeah, that's year. my high holy week you are okay good yeah i just decided you've got to come it's crazy i would love to okay it's packed out i'm doing okay it. good well let me know okay we'll, we'll hang out and do costumes and do a duo costume yeah what do you want to do i have i mean i'm open to suggestions anything involving fake blood <laughs> Yeah, you want to do like a horror thing? Horror would be cool, but yeah, maybe sans blood. Oh, you don't want to do fake blood. Okay, I, I good. Mean, because we both realize or agree that it's, it's terrible. It's awful. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of realize pretty quickly with Dragon Con that less costume is more. Oh, okay. Okay. You, want to, you don't want to walk around with like an epic costume. I've got some great ideas. We'll, we'll step on. Okay. I'd love to hear those. <laughs> but, um... So, What's that? I said so many good good costume ideas. Okay, that's exciting. So many. <laughs> Yay, we did it. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And that was the end of episode one. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed it. Uh, Set in Horror is a Sea Monsters production created by me, Chris Pagnosi, based here in Chicago, Illinois. So if you're in Chicago, hit me up. We'll hang out. We'll be friends. Uh, you can follow Sea Monsters on Twitter at uh, MonstersC. on Instagram at Sea Monsters Films. You can also just go straight to the website I've been working on at seamonsters.tv and uh, find all the social uh, links to those channels there. Um, Stick around on the site. I've been blogging. I've been blogging around uh, a town, blogging around town, and um, plenty of stuff for you to read. I like to post horror news. Um, I like to post other people's uh, video content and share those and get the word out about filmmakers. Uh, so thank you so much for tuning in. Go to uh, iTunes, subscribe, leave a comment. I would love that. I would love to get to know you. Um, follow us on Facebook as well, and uh, you can message me there. And again, let's just be friends. All right. Good night.